At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello everyone, we have a special guest on our show today. Will there be any food on the show? What is it reviewing food all the time? Well, our podcast does revolve around food, so I thought there might be something to eat. Anyway, as our guest is a co-owner of Wok Brothers, and his name is Shay, welcome to our podcast. Thanks for having me guys, I appreciate it. Think you are hungry, Sol? That's correct. Well, let me grab something for you and for our guest. That will be great. Yeah, I like some food. Can't say no to that. Cool, no problem. And what are you waiting for, Sol? Why don't you cue the intro music? Oh, sorry. Welcome back, y'all. Thanks, Tims. The food was great. No problems, mate. Well, Shay, I don't know if we properly introduced ourselves. I'm Sol, and this is Dims. Unfortunately, Miss is MIA. Missing in action. Don't know if he'll ever come back. Yeah, I think he's still busy invading other galaxies. Lol. <laughs> well, our podcast tries to mainly cover food topics and you being one of the local lads who is currently in the market running a food outlet. I thought I'd bring you in the mix. Yeah, great idea, Sol. And thanks for coming on our podcast, Shay. Really appreciate it. Hopefully, you could help out some of our listeners. Well, Shay, that covers the formalities. Please take the mic or the centre stage and give us a brief backstory or something about yourself. Hi, boys. How's it going? Uh, I'm Shay. Uh, yeah, I've had a passion for food. Being brought up in Manchester, come from a family that has always done business or thought it'd be something I'd follow up on. So I heard you got some questions for me. Don't worry, I'm not going to do a yay and get you kicked off the podcast. Bro, hey, hey, bro. Cool, thanks for sharing that. It's good to find out some brief history about yourself, Shay. Yeah, totally agree. If you don't mind, we have a few questions. You don't have to answer them all. Yeah, just stick to the facts, bro. And keep it real, my brother. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, here it goes. So, Shay, my first question. Why Chinese? Is that something that you're interested in? Is that the first choice of outlet you wanted to open up? 
also um, growing up, going to places, Chinatown, there's hardly anything for halal, to be honest. Okay. I just wanted to get something where it was a wider audience, where mm-hmm. a lot more people can eat the food. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I like Chinese. Yeah. I thought there's a point. niche. Why not? Let's give it a go. Something which is 100% halal. Yeah. But authentic idea. at the same time. That makes sense. Cool. So was this your first venture into business, i.e. food? Yeah, Dims, that's a first attempt for me on trying something in the food industry. Being a foodie, I thought, yeah, let's do this. So how did you have any other businesses, any any failures that you've learned from? Well, coming from a family who's got, you know, tried a lot of businesses and stuff like this, I've learned certain things from them to obviously take on here and trying to do things right, which obviously didn't go right for them. So you've got family that have been in the food industry before? Yes, my, my dad had a takeaway restaurant in in Altrincham. Uh, it's going back quite many years. From the experiences of his place, I thought, you know. Did you used to work there, help out? Or... I, I used to help out. Right. But lucky for me, I've got uh, partners uh, in Water Brothers. So it made it a lot easier for me to actually get down to getting this one sorted out. Because my partners have a lot of experience in, obviously, the takeaway industry. Right. Well, personally, for, your, for yourself, this is your first venture. For me, For yeah. me, personally, it is the first time for myself. So, Shay, you mentioned partners. How easy is it to work with partners? Yeah, partners, partners, partners. Um, easy and not easy. Uh, most of the time, you'd listen, you agree to disagree. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Three of us were pretty good. We had an idea. What brothers? Chinese street food, make it halal, get the menu done. Yeah, there's a lot of agreements and disagreements, but at the end, we've we worked on a product and a company, and I think we're making it work well together. It's not easy, as everyone knows, having partners. You've got three people. I've got one view, the other one's got another view, the other one's got another view. But the main goal is to make things work. Yeah, we had uh, three partners at the start of the show. Uh, one fell off into our space. Space, the final frontier. MIA. Yeah, won't, won't go into that one. But um, yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's, it, is, it is difficult because it's three different personalities. And uh, are these were these your friends? Yeah, these are my friends. Um, they're all older than me as well. So it's like I have to kind of listen to them. But obviously, I'm very, my personality is like really forward. But yeah, um, yeah it all worked out well because they've all had experience in the Chinese industry. One from Suriname and one is Chinese. So for me to get involved in this and do it with them, it was it was a lot easier than you know for someone else as they have the experience. Like Jeff had a chain of Chinese uh, takeaways. Steve's been in the industry. He, he had he had the vision of what brothers, and it was more his idea. Obviously, what we were going to do with certain things, and then yeah, everything just fell in place. So it was, it was an easy easy task. Yeah, it, it does sometimes fall in place like that. Um, it's serendipity, you know. But I've heard a lot of bad experiences with partners, obviously. But uh, yeah, thankfully, ours was, ours was pretty good. I think that's more family, especially friendship as well, I suppose. But if it's just a business venture, if it goes sour, you just cut ties. But you can't do that with family. So they just say, be wary on that one, isn't it? With family, you're right. It's a bit more difficult. But saying that with friends, it can be difficult as well. At the end of the day, you don't want to upset anyone. Uh, but what we've done, we've done a balance where we'd argue about certain things. And then we'll just ring each other up. And just 
things as normal. In the business is business. Outside work is outside work. So if you've got that sort of balance where if you have a business, um, a problem, you, you have to speak out. I've always said any problem, speak out. But once that's sorted, when we're out of work, it has to be nothing to do with work. So if you get that balance, you got a solution. That is interesting because we're similar. I mean, I'm sure Sol will agree. Mm -hmm. We've decided, so we're doing this business venture. We've kept our friendship completely separate. But when we speak as friends, we don't really talk about the business. So it's two separate camps. So when we're in business, it's all work, business partnership. We know what we're there for. Yeah, it's like what they say, uh, what stays on the pitch stays on the pitch. In football? Yeah, I understand that. Talking about football, I hope you support Man United. Two, right? I'm red. Stratford end. Okay, back to the topic in hand. Did you get any support from friends and family in doing this? Because it is difficult, especially us being South Asians. Yeah, well, when you say support, obviously I told my father, some parents, look, I'm going to go into business with uh, Jeff and Steve, and I thought, what should I do here? And they advised me, you know, if that's something that you want to do, you can do. As for the build, family did help out. You know, most of the work in Watt Brothers in Withington, we did quite a lot of the work ourselves. So that that was good. Builders, my uncles are builders. They came, they gave us a hand. And we were pretty hands-on with a lot of things at Watt Brothers. So yeah, it was pretty good. But Chinese food, were they? did they eat Chinese food? Did they support it? You mentioned your father had a food business. Was that Indian food? What type of food was that? Yeah, that was Indian. That was a Indian food. It's like a buffet food, uh, Indian. So when I said Chinese, they're like, I hope you're not going to be selling snakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not going to be snakes. Don't worry. I don't personally like Chinese food too. I'm not a big fan, but some people are. My sister is. Are your parents into Chinese food? Are your family members? I know you are. I say my mum's from Africa, so my dad's from India. So my mum does actually tend to make different sorts of food. So growing up, she did make Chinese, but not as we know it. So there's a lot of places which do Indo-Chinese, which is not Chinese. So with Wat Brothers, it's more Chinese-orientated, without your curry masalas, without your jiras, your cumins, this sort of thing. So it's a bit more authentic food that we try to do. So, yeah. Well, you saw you big on Chinese food. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I do enjoy it, especially the noodles. Udon noodles is usually my favourite. That's the go-to that I tend to order when I order Chinese. So what do you like with your udon? Uh, anything spicy, to be honest with you. It's good to have spice with it because sometimes it just tastes too plain. He's definitely Asian. <laughs> I'd say with, with Watt Brothers, it's not more the spice. It's more authentic. Like Chinese, they don't tend to use a lot of spice. They can always go in and say chili oil <laughs> and we'll get that sorted for you. Saying that, I don't, I'm not a fan of Chinese food. Uh, me and Sol actually, I think we went out to Wok Brothers, didn't we, for one of the episodes, Sol? Yeah, I can't what, remember which one it was. I can't remember what we ordered. Uh, it was definitely Udon noodles. I think we shared that. I think. Uh, was I think it had... some sort of chips, some sort of pepper? Uh, was it salt and pepper chips? Yeah, salt and pepper I, chips, yeah. That's yeah, it. I did. Yeah, so it's fairly decent, so. It's like Niz was saying in one of the episodes, you don't know unless you try in it. You've got to expand mm-hmm. your mind Correct. and try try other foods. No you, no, you have to. You have to try different cuisines. Yeah, 100%. I'd say give it a go, you know. It's not going to be like your udon noodles or your oodles because obviously that's more enticed to the Asian market in terms of what their platter is used to. Where with the whole idea of what Brothers was Chinese street food, it's more the Chinese way.
rather than the Asian version of Chinese. So it's more authentic, but 100% halal. That's good to know. That's good, yeah. Anyone who listens to the show knows I can't really cook. I choose not to cook. But you say, are you, are you a chef? Do you do any of the cooking? Are you just the business side of it? I'm an eater. Oh, so I like to eat the food. Either, so, right, okay, so you don't do the chef side. Okay, I can fry some fries. You know, I could do something like that. Get the spring rolls on on the go, the gyozas. I could do that, but don't get me to work the wok. It's a skill. You don't jump in the kitchen to help out. No, try not to. Try try being on the front of the house more, Sm- smiling. Yeah, front facing. Yeah, yeah. We've got two good chefs, so you know I don't need to jump on. Not that I can jump on because I don't know how to. But yeah, the chefs are amazing. Got two amazing chefs with you know years of experience for Chinese food, and guess what? The Chinese, so that helps. So you really like Chinese food? Yeah, I'd say I like Chinese food, but I think after a while you do get a little bit bored. <laughs> but the good benefit is, whenever there's no food at home, the kids love it. So they're like, "Dad, what brothers?" I'm like, "Yep, give them the call. Food's ready." Do you deliver? Yeah, we deliver. Deliveroo, Uber, Just Eat. Uh, we're on all platforms. Even order from our website, whatbrothers.co.uk. We're not asking you to plug in right now. You can wait for yeah. that at the end. Yeah, we got to <laughs> earn, earn that strike yeah. right there. But, um, one thing we did like when we went there was the, I think it was like a perspect glass and you could actually see the, the chef cooking. So that's a nice little touch there. I think that experience there for, obviously, for yourselves, for anyone who goes there, at least you get you see your food getting cooked. A lot of the Chinese places, everything's in the back. You don't know what's going on, you know. So with this, it's like you get to see the cooks, what they're doing, how they're doing it. You know, your food getting made. And with five-star hygiene, we're great. Five-star hygiene rating? That's impressive. Most impressive. Hygiene is one of the most important factors to me. So whenever I go to a few restaurants, I always notice not all of them reach the five-star standards. How did you reach this five-star standard? Well, it was difficult. But what it is, is obviously with the team, there's certain things that you have to comply by, like how you store your food high places, uh, you know, your fridges, your freezers, they all got to be clean. So it's like a massive booklet. But the thing with opening this takeaway to begin with is I implemented it with all the chefs and everyone mm-hmm. that cleanliness mm-hmm. is my priority because I would not eat or make food yep. at home where the surrounding is dirty. Got you. So with what Brothers, we just wanted to try and implement what we do at home into what brothers and obviously do the extra parts to comply with the standard of hygiene mm-hmm. that the government requires to do well, that's good to know yeah what's also good to know is uh, that you're a halal chinese food place because it's not something you naturally associate with uh, chinese food so that's quite good to know as well yeah 100 percent. yeah we're, we're fully halal all our meats are halal we do beef duck chicken everything's halal the full menu's halal. Uh, we, there's no pork, which is very um, surprising because a lot of authentic Chinese places, you assume pork in the premises. But yeah, we've cut that out of our menus. We decided that we're not going to go for that. Really happy with that. You said we decided. So you said you've got partners. Is it three of you, including yourself? Yes, all three of us. Is it equal partnership or is there like one main guy or? No, all three of us equal partnership in, right. in, the, in the business. And I think it's not just um, trying to get into the Muslim community with the halal. It's a niche in the market. We thought we'll, we'll try the halal version of a Chinese the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, no, no, because a lot of sense. Yeah, it's like 
a lot of people that I know, they wouldn't go into Chinatown. They wouldn't go into certain Chinese establishments to eat the authentic Chinese food because of certain meats that they might sell in there. So we just thought, you know what, let's do this where we don't sell them meats, but still offer a big menu for the whole community, not just the Asian community, but everyone as a whole. With a little twist. So you do cater for the Muslim community because they go for halal. So you, you've got that, but you're not specifically there just for them. You do the whole menu, the that standard Chinese menu. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, you know, we've got the special fried rice. You know, we, we've got the workout box, no car box. It's, it's basically everything for everyone, but just no pork. So everyone, that, anyone can eat that. That's interesting. So your partner's had Chinese restaurants in the past? Yes, yeah, yeah. I assume they weren't halal. No, they weren't halal. <laughs> What is the, what's their take on the, the food different? Because they've tasted both. So they're not like, they're not bound to eat halal by religion, right? So they're just choosing at this moment in time to do a halal restaurant. What's their opinion on the food? Do they think it's better, worse, same? I think, look, the recipes are the same, okay? It's just, we just don't sell pork. And the meat, rather than buying from a certain butcher, we just buy from this butcher, which is halal. So for them with the food and stuff, you know, it was an easy, easy option for them. Because we're in the heart of Manchester, Withington. Uh, there's a big community in Withington. You know, Manchester's diverse. So there's a lot of students there as well. Yeah, yeah. a lot of students. Wow, too many students, too many parties. Yeah. We've got someone living on the top of top of us as well. There's a few takeaways and restaurants on either side. And uh, yeah, there's quite a lot of parties going on in Withington. Speaking of parties, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Shay, but Sol's a bit of a party animal. No, I'm not. I heard that to be true as well. You guys are making this up. Dims, I think you were a party animal back in the days. Yeah, well, that might have been back in the days, not anymore, Sol. Oh, speaking of back in the days, Shay, if you could go back. Knowing what you know now about the business, is there anything you would do different? What is it and why? I would actually open this place uh, a long time ago. Why? Everything's going up at the moment, as you know. Water, gas, electric, mm-hmm. all the food produce coming in from Europe. Prices have skyrocketed. So we actually opened within in the time where we're actually doing the build. Okay. Everything has become a lot harder. Obviously, my partners had Chinese before, so they know the margins to how profit works and stuff. Even they've agreed, like, you know, if we had done this branch here a while back, it would have been a lot more beneficial to, to everyone. Like we've had to put our prices up slightly, as with everything, as you're aware, yeah, as the Tesco weight rolls, everyone's got the prices yeah. up. And Definitely. yeah, so do you agree with that? No, 100%. Yeah. I agree with you. I'd, I'd go to normal places to eat. I'd, I'll go Wimsall Road or go into town. Everything's gone up. So yeah, if we were to do it before, it would be enough, probably better. But it's never too late to try something, you know, and give it a go. Talking about finance, did you get any funding from Walk Brothers? No, not we didn't receive any government grants or anything because obviously at the time when you opened the business, it was already So unfortunately, we missed out on that one. But um, luckily, we didn't need to have that. So I think if we did have it, that sort of thing, like the loans and stuff, we'd probably be in a debt to give it back. Mm-hmm. So we did with what we have. And obviously, you've, you boys, you've, you've seen the place. What, what do you think? You know, when you walk into What Brothers, all the graffiti with the open glass c- counter, what do you think of it? I'd say it's eye-catching, quite impressive. It is nice. It was an easy location to find. Parking's an issue. I think we did discuss this as well before, but that's obviously that's yeah. where it's situated. But like you said, you're, I think you're trying to make it into a, a traditional Chinese sort of a takeaway where you just stand and eat, not sit down. Because 
think Dim's mentioned that he didn't really like the seating. <laughs> yeah, the stools were a bit hard, but no, you, they, they were there. You could sit down if you needed. I'll, I'll get some like leather seating in there for you, Dim's. Don't worry. Next time yeah, you come, nice I'll, I'll pull my cushions nice. out. Nice one, appreciate it. But now, personally, like I said uh, earlier, I like the, the concept of being able to see the chef cook. You can actually hear the walk. You can see him there, and it's it's just good, like you said before, to to be able to see the food being made that you're going to eat. The pipe work, the decor, and all that—that that was good as well, isn't it? Yeah. We've actually, if you come in, obviously again, if I don't know if you noticed, but you know, on the graffiti wall, we got um, the people who do the generation project in Withington. So you know, the Marcus Rashford sort of thing and there's quite a lot of graffiti in there we got one of the guys to actually get that done inside who actually does the outside work as well which is pretty cool mm, that's interesting i think some withington walls project it is yeah. and we've actually got our children's names and stuff in there i'll have to take note on that then yeah i mean so any business is hard work any business but like it's like what we do here it may seem easy but when, you, when you're talking on the mind that's like 20 percent of it there's so much it's probably 80% that goes on behind the scenes. So people don't get to see that. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that totally. There's a lot of things that we do that obviously, you know, Jeff has to do his part. I do my part. Steve does his part. There's a lot of things with every business that people don't actually see. Everyone just thinks, oh, wow, look at the Watt Brothers doing well. But there's a lot of things that you have to take in consideration. Yeah, and that's what, that's what I was going to actually ask you. So what keeps us going? We actually like what we do. It fulfills us. We enjoy it. Do you enjoy working in the food in- industry? Yeah, I'd say I'd enjoy it. It's enjoying, obviously, making food for people who actually enjoy our food back. Not all our reviews are going to be great. I've, sometimes certain foods is not for certain people's palates. But when we do have customers regularly coming back to us, it's a self-enjoyment that, you know, you're actually doing something good for the community. Seems like you really enjoy this food industry you are in. But if you hadn't chosen the food industry, what would it be? And why? Bricks and mortar, basically, get it, buying a property and just sitting on it. I think <laughs> that would be the that be something I would be interested in doing. But obviously, th- this is a bit more enjoying, where it's more hands on mm-hmm. and uh, more interesting. With bricks and mortar, okay, your house price is going to go up. You're going to get this sort of rent. But with with a business, obviously, sky's the limit. The more you put in, the mm-hmm. more you you get out. Like for example, you boys, man, doing a great job with this podcast. The more you put in, the more you're going to get out. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah and that's that. what we say. Hard, hard work. That's what I was saying to you earlier. It's inter- so money aside, that's fine. I, I think with any business, if you put in a lot of effort and you work hard, it's it's a net result. You're gonna be successful if you keep plugging at it. Like they're saying, it, if you throw enough things at the wall, something will stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you're right. You got you got to try it. You got you have to try. It. You got to try certain things. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, hey, well, you you tried it. God yeah, loves a tryer. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And like money, I mean, property, yeah, that's good financially, but I don't know. I personally, the, the type of person I am, I'm, I'm very creative by nature. I think if I got into the property game, which I have thought about in the past, I don't have the, the funds to do it right this moment in time, but I'd get bored. Once I've got the, the millions, it's like, now what? Do you know, I like challenges. I like to be challenged. I'm not sure if you're similar in that. Yeah, 100%. That's what you'd obviously, with, with any business that you get into, you know, not necessarily you're going to make it work. So everything is a challenge. You have to you have to try your best to actually make make things work. Obviously, bricks and mortar is a bit more easier to do. I say that, but obviously it's still difficult. <laughs> you don't try to do anything. But I say with any business, it, you can go up, you can go down. That's that's the nature of the game. Yeah, but if you enjoy what you're doing, then it's a lot easier to to deal with those 
you know, peaks and troughs. Yeah, 100%. And then I get free Chinese food whenever I want. So that's a bonus. There's a perk right there. Yes, exactly. it is. So you boys coming over again to have a, have a meal on me then or what? Yeah, yeah. once you get them the, the cushions <laughs> out for me. Yeah, then. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, okay. So our next question, is your family proud of you? So what I'm trying to come across is here, like we had an episode regarding first generation, second generations, and usually parents are never happy of the child. Have you heard that episode yet? Or yeah, obviously I've been looking at your podcast about the that one. I actually found that pretty interesting. Okay, that's good to hear. So that's what I'm trying to come across in this question. So what it is, is the first generation parents are never happy or usually not happy with the child doing a certain role. So were your parents happy? Okay, looking at it like from your podcast, obviously, you have to be a doctor, you have to be a dentist, you have to be, you have to be this, this, this. The or, traditional roles. Basically. Yeah, the yeah. traditional yeah. roles. I actually listened to it. It was a pretty interesting podcast, to be honest. My family, obviously, I went to private school throughout my whole whole life went to William Humes grammar school at a time where it was private and you had to pay a lot of money for the education there it just so happened where everyone's got their own benefits so looking into it my father had a business at one point he had three businesses running all in one go so to actually get me into that education and trying to get me further obviously doctor dentist he wanted that sort of thing from me so you know it relates to your podcast really are the parents going to be happy with us? Because obviously they come from Africa, India, you know, different different places. They come here, they, they want the children's... Roles are respected in their eyes. Yes, yeah. exactly. They want, you know, to say, oh, my son's a solicitor, my like, son's this. Like a status. Badge of honor. Like a status, yeah, yeah. badge of yeah. honor. Yeah, exactly. But um, it's one of those, because I was in the industry where my father always did that sort of work. It kind of worn off on me in terms of like, okay, cool, I'm going to do this sort of thing. It just so happened, it was just like, okay, my dad's buying and selling. So that's something which I wanted to get involved in and do. But I did do uni. I did do, you know, accounting and finance. You know, I did go to all the private and grammar schools, but I ended up doing this, which I find a bit more interesting. Mm -hmm. So were you academically inclined yourself? Were you like, oh, I want to get a degree. I want to pursue academics. Yeah. Like all parents wanted, you know, the children to get degrees. Not the parents, yourself. Myself. Initially, yeah. I, I did, but then, you know, growing up, I just found that, okay, I'm at uni, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, you know, when's the money coming? So at an early age, I did certain things which I had to do to make money, you know, like we all do, buy and sell. And I thought this was the way for me. This was my path. So I kind of like moved away from the education and just basically did buying and selling. And it, it led me here to Watt Brothers, which is... Um, which is a blessing. And I'm, yeah, my parents are happy, I would say. Okay. You know, I, I, I could be sat at home doing nothing. Yeah, no. But that's interesting what you mentioned. I had this conversation. I'm not sure if it was with Saul or Niz or with someone else. But um, so with parents, it's it's usually you, you learn by, it's children especially, they learn by what the parent does as opposed to what they say. So you saw your dad buying and selling that piqued your interest and that's you wanted to do that. You wanted to emulate that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, that's what I wanted to do because I've seen my parents do that. And yeah, I think if my parents were doctors, I'd probably be a doctor. My, my father's a trader, so I I did trade. So yeah, this is this is how it is. Okay, back to the uh, food industry. What were the main pitfalls and struggles? The big pitfall was basically, at the beginning, we actually had uh, more chefs and more staff than we actually needed for, for about three to four months. And obviously that hurts your pocket because you're just a new open business. You need the 
foot flow to come in. Um, at the beginning, obviously, you're not going to get as much foot flow as you know we're getting now because obviously, you, yeah. the more you get established, the more uh, people coming through your door. But I'd say at the beginning, if we had less chefs, it would have been a lot easier where we had a little bit more in our pocket than we had to actually give out. Because we actually had, uh, I think, three chefs at the beginning and uh, right. another chef prepping at the back. So we had like four chefs. I don't think you know about the Chinese industry, but chefs are expensive. <laughs> uh, right. So, yeah, that was a big pitfall. I would have condensed that at the beginning. Start um, off small. Yeah, starting off yeah. smaller. Yeah. 100, yeah, 100%. I think uh, that's quite that's a mistake a lot of new people yeah. make. They want to start off too big, you know, they get... Yeah too much into the idea and grand opening and you know yeah 100%. let it grow slowly and as as your customer base grows that's how you should uh, expand yeah, your business 100 percent. yeah you're exactly right there you know as you grow then you get more staff in so we actually went full whack full pelt full, yeah you know and then uh that's it really we will, it's what it is well, but i think you that's live and learn shay 100 live and learn as you say that's a great advice so what advice would you give someone out there looking to start their own food business or food outlet? Any tips for our listeners? Well, not just necessarily food, any business. Look, if you've got an idea, try sitting down, just think of what you want to do and just go for it. Get a good team together. You know, if it's on your own, it's on your own. If it's with a few people, then sit down, go on the drawing board and just follow your dreams. It doesn't have to just stop, stop at nine to five. Businesses are the way forward. You know, you can make substantial money or you can just make a little money but for me business is the way forward i enjoy doing it making people happy and you're not restricted to the income you're going to get from for example a wage not necessarily saying that we get good wages every single month you have your ups and downs in business Mm -hmm. and you have to realize that not always going to be like we're going to make this much amount of money and well we're going to the bank every week um no but with with starting your own business if that's something that you want to do Go for it. That's interesting. For someone who has started their own business, like yourself, do you have any hesitations? Was there a point um, that you're on the fence? And at that point, what made you tip over the fence? What made you actually go for it? When you say go for it, what, what do you mean? Like as uh, like, doing the business? Think, were or? you working? Yeah. In the business. yeah were, were you doing a nine, normal nine to five yeah, before this? Yeah. Or? Working for a care company. Right. So, and then you've got this business idea and then you've got these mates come in saying, look, we've done it before. You haven't personally done it, yeah. but they've done it. So what's that? I'm sure there's a, there was a moment maybe in, that you had a hesitation because you've got this secure income, right? Coming in, fixed income, and you, you've got to take this plunge now. And there's got to be a point. You know, it's like you're at the end of a diving board yeah. before you take that plunge. So it's like, do I jump or don't I? Yeah, you, know? you, you jump, you go, you go all in. I just thought yeah. it would be a new challenge as well, seeing parents do their businesses and stuff and I thought you know what I can do this I had a good friends around me Steve and Jeff uh, great guys said look this is what we're going to do this is what we do what do you think let's elaborate on this and I thought you know what let's go for it and I, we did it and here we are now what brothers well that's it no more questions sorry to put you on the spot there Shay I feel your pain I feel your pain as we've all been there in that right dims yeah man we feel your pain we did an episode not too long ago where we all went under the spotlight. And if you haven't heard it yet, make sure you guys go and check it out. It's called Hosts at the Table. Totally agree. That was a good episode. Like Dim said, check it out. Anyway, this is where you're on the spot, Shay. As I said, you're plugging. Here's your chance. Say whatever you want about Wild Brothers. Yeah, boys, thanks for having me. That was a good set of questions, actually. 
didn't know what to, what to expect when I came in. But yeah, I appreciate you having me on the podcast. But yeah, say for listeners, come in to What Brothers. We're in Withington. Uh, we've got our own website, www.whatbrothers.co.uk. We're on social media, like everyone nowadays, at What Brothers. Check us out on Instagram. And for the listeners as well, here's a, here's a big one for you. Come in, anyone listening to this podcast, use the code NSN10. We'll give you 10% discount. Why not? Thanks, Jay. That's very right. generous of you. No, definitely. That. It's fine. Really happy that you had me on here. Well, that's it, folks. See you next time on the table. Maybe in Wild Brothers. What do you say, Dims? Yeah, sounds good. More reasons to go now, especially with that discount code. Okay, cool. Well, on that bombshell, it's time to end. We'll see you next week for another great episode. But for now, bye-bye. Bye. See you later. Bye. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.